0: You're listening to Uprising, the rebuilt student podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host here with Daniel and Kelly. In today's car rides worth of content, we're going to be talking about why we think it is so important to ruthlessly evaluate your ministry and how we do it here at Nativity. But before we jump in, what are you guys loving I am loving
1: Audible right now. I was listening to a Craig Rochelle podcast last week, and he said that he has Audible and he's listening to a book a week. And so I'm trying to do the same. I want to listen to a book a week. But last week I drove to Williamsburg, so I listened to um, Deep and Wide. Uh, You know, when you're in the car for a long time, you can listen. Deep and Wide's a great book.
2: By Um, Andy Stanley.
1: Yes, I love it. Such good stuff. So I'm loving Audible and Deep and Wide by Andy Stanley.
2: What's Deep and Wide about?
1: Deep and Wide is about how to be a church for the unchurched people, hmm. in a quick uh, sentence. Somebody should
2: write a book about that in the Catholic Church. Mm,
1: they should. Oh.
2: Hmm. <laughs> um, I, we decided we were all going to share books.
1: Spoiler, Daniel and I are working on a book. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh,
2: so my book that I'm reading right now and loving is called Sex, Jesus, and the Conversations the Church Forgot. And it's by a woman named Mo Isem, and it's great.
1: What's it about? It's about sex, <laughs> Jesus, and the conversations the
2: church forgot. It's a pretty descriptive title.
1: Is it for youth ministers or parents or anyone?
2: I think it's for a lot of people, but I I suggested it for both of you for your mm-hmm. small groups.
0: Oh yeah, I, yeah. Always got I read schoolers. the first couple of chapters. School, it's but awesome, but I think teenage girls totally. Should read it. Mm -hmm. It's awesome.
2: Boys, too, but it's, I think, a little bit more geared
0: toward. Yeah, because it's a woman writing from her perspective. So Mm -hmm. I think it resonates even more with girls, but yeah, definitely anyone. Well, I am loving Making Missionary Disciples by Curtis Martin. It's just that foundational way that Jesus made disciples. And it's going back to that, like, really simple outline of what we're trying to do. Like, you invest in a few people. And then send them out and equip them to invest in a few more people just making disciples. And it's really great. Just reminds us to go back to the basics and just invest in people. And that's how we gain more followers of Christ. First pyramid it. scheme. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. yep. First you got pyramid. to
2: meet Curtis Martin this week. I did get he's to meet awesome. Curtis Martin. And he is awesome. he's going to be at the Rebuilt Conference. He will be. He's one of our s-
0: keynote speakers. We are plugging Rebuilt all over. Go buy the book if you haven't read the book. Great book. Come to the conference going to be awesome. Yes. So we're talking about ruthlessly evaluating our ministry today. And what does it even mean to ruthlessly evaluate? It sounds a little harsh. Yeah. Ruthless. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I ruthlessly do is get rid of stuff
1: in my house. (laughs) I ruthlessly clean closets once a year. Yeah, it does sound harsh.
2: (laughs) Well, it's not harsh, but it does take an environment of trust, which Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about a little bit. And we're far from perfect, which is why we need to be evaluating all the time. Um, And we've learned some things about how to continuously be working towards self improvement. So we have some do's and don'ts um, about evaluating our ministry. The first do is to do it weekly. So we meet every Monday and recap our weekend. Our programs are on Sundays, both middle and high school. And so we spend a little bit of time with our team plus a couple of our key volunteers on Mondays. And we do it a little bit differently each week, but we tend to look back on our program and look at it piece by piece and talk about what's working and what's not working. We dwell a lot longer on the things that aren't working. Mm -hmm. Um, So we do it weekly. The second thing is that we name and celebrate wins. We do that I didn't make that a do. We do name and celebrate wins because what gets celebrated gets repeated. So right after our weekly evaluation meeting on Mondays, as a staff, we gather for our wins meeting and it's most people's favorite part of the week.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's fun to hear stories. It's fun to hear people's stories.
0: And our weekly evaluation meeting is just the student ministry team and our lead volunteers that come in and we talk about it, but then to get the whole staff together and hear wins from all different aspects of their ministries too. It just is such a nice environment to share all together.
2: And a win just to be clear is one of two things. It's either somebody who has been away from their faith has been unchurched basically, and is coming back and has taken steps toward that, or it's somebody who's taking their next steps in discipleship. Um, And so that's what we're talking about when we say a win. And we'd share that across all of our different areas at church or different ministries, missions, yeah. all of those things.
1: And we share a win at the end of every one of our podcasts. We do. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait to hear what today's is.
2: So do it weekly. Do name and celebrate wins because what gets celebrated gets repeated. And the third do is to do get specific and detailed. So when we talk about all of our programs we want to get granular almost yeah we get in
1: we get into Mm -hmm. it
2: into the weeds a little bit definitely when you're evaluating so when we're talking about our game um which we've been evaluating a lot lately we talk about the timing of it and how we can call out the names a little bit faster to make the thing run better how the music is working energy Mm -hmm. to it Yeah. yeah How we can what you know
0: did work mm-hmm. and how we can replicate right. that, but then what definitely didn't and why didn't it? Right.
2: We were just doing giant Jenga, and the first week we didn't. <laughs> we had challenges that we had printed on labels on the blocks, but we didn't have enough of the challenges, so that the teens were pulling these blocks and there wasn't anything on them. And we said, we got to put them on every single block. We had them on like half
0: the blocks, but it went on for like five minutes. No one got a single Uh, challenge. We're like, what is going on?
2: So you want to make sure that you get specific and detailed, whether you're evaluating games or messages or whatever it is, um, get very specific and detailed. All right. So a couple of don'ts when you're evaluating. The first one is don't get personal. You're not evaluating people uh, or their character, really. That's a separate conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You should mm -hmm. be doing that to some degree, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about ruthlessly evaluating your ministry. So it's not that um, you don't like Allie when you're evaluating. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. how did Allie do on this message? How can she do it better?
0: Yeah.
1: You had to have people that want to get better. Like when I was a teacher, I remember my first year teaching, I, I never was evaluated. Like nobody came in to my, to my classroom to evaluate how I was doing. And I remember being so disappointed by it. Like, I want to be better at this, but without anybody telling me how Uh I can be better, I think I'm doing a great job, you know? Um, And so there's a couple of things that you need. Maybe we're going to get to that. Yeah. must uh, We're going to get to that next. It must happen in an environment of trust. And yeah. we'll talk about how to, to build that. But all right. What are two things that we don't do Daniel when we ruthlessly evaluate?
2: Well, we don't get personal. That mm-hmm. was the first one. And the last one of these is we don't avoid feedback because it's hard to obtain or the team is small or whatever reason. Feedback is incredibly important to continue improving. So if you are the only one that's on staff, it's really easy for you to just come in on Monday mornings or whatever day after your program and start planning for the next week. Mm-hmm. But it's vital that you track and get feedback somehow because making it hard to obtain or or having a small team really isn't a good reason to not solicit feedback. And it's not like we're asking for it every single week, but mm-hmm. you can have a short you know, five-minute debrief meeting at the end of your program. You can ask for feedback by email specifically. There's a lot of ways that you can do it.
0: Mm-hmm. And a lot of times as leaders are walking out, they'll share with you good or bad. How did it go? Just asking them and getting that conversation started. Just be open to good, bad, whatever the feedback is because you need it to help you grow.
2: And even if you don't like the feedback or you don't feel like it's on point, there's still value in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. You might be learning something about that leader. You know, if you have a leader Mm -hmm. that's always complaining about the small group questions or always complaining about their group size or something like that, you might be learning a little bit about that leader as well and whether they're suited for Mm -hmm. the job.
2: All right. So those are some do's and don'ts. Do it weekly. Do name and celebrate wins. Do get specific and detailed. Don't get personal and don't avoid feedback because it's hard to obtain or the team is small.
0: And as Kelly mentioned, when we say don't get personal, in order for that to happen, when you're obtaining feedback and ruthlessly evaluating your ministry, it has to happen in an environment of trust. Trust between you and your coworkers, you and your staff as a whole, you and your leaders, whoever you're communicating with, evaluating with, it needs to happen in an environment of trust. Yes. So how do we do that?
2: Well, you can only evaluate well when you are building the trust within your team. So I, I've worked at other churches where I've tried to do this and it really just has never worked.
1: So is it, is it personality based? I mean, I'm sure you had relationships that were good. Some of
2: it, yeah, some of it like you were talking about is an openness to being evaluated and I had some coworkers in the past who just weren't open to it mm. you'd try to offer feedback and it wasn't a regular part of what we did either I oh, think that yeah. that helps mm. a lot um but it because it wasn't a regular part when we did bring it it felt like it was a personal attack mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. were tears and there was oh, shut off oh. body language crossed <gasps> arms oh. leaning away um a lot of things that just indicated I am not open to this
1: wow Allie have you always been like that wanting feedback and or is that something you kind of yeah. learned when you came here?
0: No I've always wanted feedback um I was always good with because I wanted to get better at things yeah. you know even I'm just thinking back to like school and yeah, like turning in a draft a and yes. yeah getting it back I loved having yeah. edits and stuff and doing that um but there is a fine line between it being personal. And I have been in situations where it doesn't feel like I'm right. being evaluated in a positive way. Like if it's constructive criticism, I can take it. But if it feels too personal, then I shut down. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm reading this book called, I read more than one book at a time. It's called Thank You for the Feedback. And it talks about when you are, it's, it's all about how to receive feedback well. And it talks about the person, again, the trust. It talks about the person mm-hmm who gives it to you. And sometimes there are people who like, who can't give me feedback. Like my yes. husband cannot give me feedback on some things. <laughs> we'll he to- cannot give me feedback on my hair ever. Don't talk to me about my hair.
2: Can we give you feedback? <laughs> yeah, on sure. Hair? I yeah. think it looks great.
0: Thank you. <laughs> well, it goes back to that, having the environment of trust and the relationship of trust. Because if we don't have a great relationship and then you approach yeah. me and there's already yeah. all this other baggage or built mm-hmm. up things between us right or we've never I'm talked before not going to be open or, enough yeah. to receive yes yeah or like it's you only were in on my like you came to observe for five minutes and walked right out. Like didn't see the whole you're message you're not credible yeah, yeah, enough yeah, 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 to yeah. share yeah good that's good yeah
1: and then again just we're evaluating actions programs choices we are not evaluating the person so that that helps to foster that environment of trust is that It's never about the person's character. That's a private one-on-one conversation um, that's different. That's done in love. Um, All of this is done in love as well, but it's just evaluating the actual program and the actual message or the actual game and not really the person.
2: Yeah. Because the goal is to make each Mm -hmm. other better on, on your team and to make the program better and to raise one another up. And our pastor is really incredible at this next point. He, he, he always pairs his criticism first with encouragement. So when he sits and listens to our messages specifically, he's so good at giving feedback.
1: Yeah. And you're yeah. always a little nervous mm-hmm. when he's in mm-hmm. the room, right? Mm-hmm. Cause he's the pastor and he's so good at giving a message, yep. but he is so good at evaluating it. He's just like, the first thing he says is I really, and he's real specific, right? Like mm-hmm. I really liked when you said this and I loved how you said this and, and, And then he'll go into the criticism part, which is always so encouraging. Like maybe you could beef up, beef up, beef up this part a little bit. Maybe you could, you know, add a joke in here. Like he's just so very good at it.
2: Yeah. And he, that specific part, I think just to Mm -hmm, come back mm -hmm, to that is very mm -hmm. important. Uh, We like to say that things don't get dynamic until they get specific. And that is certainly true with criticism.
1: I didn't know we like to say that. We say I like that all that.
2: the time. You don't ever hear that? It's one of Tom's favorite phrases. Uh,
1: Tom has a lot of favorite phrases. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> a lot. Um,
2: and this is all part of professional development. It's not just for a church environment, but we're we're trying to get better at our job all the time. Um, and that's what makes transformation in our ministries possible for us as workers for our program all that's impossible to really change and to move forward without the feedback and in all of this what creates really the culture of trust uh, when you're doing ruthless evaluation is that the leader needs to lead the way the leader has to be open Mm -hmm. to the feedback so if you are the only one that's on staff in youth ministry in your parish which is probably most most of our listeners or if you're a lead volunteer if you're open to it, then the people who are serving alongside you will be open to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thanks for being open to it, Daniel. Yeah. And try.
0: <laughs> you are. So we're gonna give you guys some tools for evaluation, how to actually implement this. We've given you some do's and don'ts, and a little bit about our environment and how we do it, but some tools for you is the six hat thinking. Um, strategy for a meeting. So this idea, there's a video on YouTube you can find if you Google six hat thinking, but there's six hats and they are of six different colors. And the idea is that you put on a certain hat for each phase of the meeting, whatever you're evaluating, it can be just one specific topic like the game, or it could just be your student ministry overall. And you're going to put on to start just the white hat, which is all about data, in actual numbers okay how many kids are coming how much how many small group leaders do we have how long do we spend on each part of the night mm-hmm. but it's all specific data like that then you can put on the red hat and that's your emotions. And you say well how do you feel Ugh, how I do you feel the game. the game is going yeah exactly <laughs> or you can be angry but everyone is on the same page and is discuss- discussing the same topic with the same thought process of how they're evaluating it. So somebody isn't talking about numbers and someone else starts yelling out about how they can't stand the game or the music or something. So we're all on the same page. It just organizes people's feelings and helps you move just in a more organized manner, and I think right, it ends and then up- like when you move on to green hat, which is like the creative mm-hmm. hat, you can't go back to red. Yeah,
1: like we've, we've already moved on. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and you've gotten it out, so it isn't festering yeah. and going to come out. And when somebody g- offers meeting. an uh, an awesome idea, right, I'm not shutting it down because I'm s- upset about some other part. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just all those different things. So six hat, we love using that here at Nativity across the board in all our ministries. Um, it's a really great exercise for you to keep your meeting a little bit more organized. Yeah, yeah. I think it avoids
1: that after the meeting gossip yes, really does. well too. Because you, you the everyone's red been heard. Hat. Yeah. And, yeah. Yes. and
2: we use it a couple of different ways too. Mm-hmm. I think you can use it the way that you're describing in a meeting where you, you walk through something six. and use all yeah. six. Or the other way that we use it is when we're meeting now that we're all familiar with it and we're talking about something we can say to kind of shift the conversation i'm gonna put on my red hat right Mm -hmm. now this Mm -hmm. is how i feel right yeah about the games
0: yeah the message yeah once you're familiar with it you can announce it so everyone's like okay daniel's Mm -hmm. got his green hat we're um we're gonna be open to whatever he's about to say he's brainstorming (laughs) he's creative yeah
2: (laughs) yeah So another tool that we use, this is specific for messages, is from the book Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath. And they have an acronym for what sticky messages. And they've actually, this is like research-based that they've done. Um, So the acronym is SUCCESS without the second S. So it's (laughs) S-U-C-C-E-S. A lot of people think that it's misspelled when you see it, but Mm -hmm. it's SUCCESS. And it's simple, unexpected, credible, concrete emotion and story so when you're looking at your message you can look at these six elements and you we're not going to explain them in a lot of detail but that's what the book is each section is about one of these elements and how to integrate them into your message and why they're effective and so a lot of times when you're looking at a message and you say "Ah, it just didn't quite work but Mm -hmm, i can't quite mm -hmm. put my finger on it it's usually because it's lacking in some of these and you don't always have all six in your message but you want to have at least a couple of them Mm -hmm. so that's Made to Stick from Chip and Dan Heath and the last resource that we use um, are a couple of books by Patrick Lencioni who's a business consultant he's a friend of ours at Nativity and um, he just has a lot of books that are for business in general but really helpful when you're talking about meeting and evaluation um and we won't talk a lot about these but death by meeting is one which tells you how to meet more effectively Mm -hmm. have you read it i have read it okay yeah and we try to model that with the way that we structure our meetings Mm -hmm. as a church and the other one is um the ideal team player and Mm -hmm. that has three characteristics of an ideal team player one of them is humility, which I think is probably the most important when you're talking about ruthlessly evaluating. Mm, so if yeah. you're not going to read any other part of that book, read the part about humility. Humility,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. And so our win for ruthlessly evaluating, as funny as we kept we kept mentioning as our example <laughs> games, because that is our win. But we don't really mean that as in we have it right because we don't. We're still <laughs> it's a win that we evaluate, we're still it. figuring it out <laughs> exactly. That's why it's our win because. Every week we are ruthlessly evaluating how it went this week, how it went this week. Um, We've changed it up. We've decided we've split into groups for games. We brought everyone together. We've done screen games. We've done games up in the front. We have tried it all we've tried no games we've tried it all truly and that's just sometimes what you have to do to figure out how to get it right and you have to keep evaluating keep switching it up so we're definitely making some headway figuring out what works for our teens and our group but we did not get there without ruthlessly evaluating so that is our win for sure We love you guys. Thanks so much for joining us today on Uprising. Next time, we will be discussing what your pastor's role should be within your ministry. So tune in.